What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I'm joined by goaltender from the Wisconsin Badgers, Kennedy Blair. But before we get to her interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at College Hockey Talk. Also, follow our Spotify page as well and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate that as well. Now, like I just mentioned earlier, our guest today is Kennedy Blair. She's the goaltender from the Wisconsin Badgers women's hockey team. A great conversation with her. We talk about this season for a little bit. We also talk about her time with Mercyhurst and her journey to D1 hockey being from North Dakota. So it's just an overall great conversation. So let's not waste any more time. Here's the interview with Kennedy. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by former Mercyhurst goalie who is currently at Wisconsin where she absolutely killed it last weekend getting our first shutout against Minnesota State. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Kennedy Blair. How's everything going? It's going good. It's been a crazy season for sure, but I'm started. I'm ready to get started the second half. Yeah, and what have you overall taken away from this season, and what are your thoughts on your team's performance so far? Um, so far, I mean, it's kind of been difficult with just having four games under our belt. Um, we kind of got cut short with a few COVID cases on our team, you know, at the beginning of the year, but um, – I'm really um, proud of our team so far and the adversity we've taken and stuff with the circumstances we're in. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you got your first shutout against Mankato a few days ago. Talk about that accomplishment and what was the key to your success that night? Um, the team in front of me really played well. Our defense, our forwards, all that. Um, it was nice to get that under my belt for sure and get things going now. Um, Having a shout-out obviously helps the confidence a lot, you know, coming to the next games, playing Ohio State and Minnesota. Yeah, and um, talk about those two series. Those are obviously two pretty tough opponents in the WCHA. How are you trying to prepare for some of their top scorers like Emma Malte on Ohio State, uh, someone who specifically has done well so far in this conference? Yeah, um, especially these two upcoming series, uh, Ohio State this weekend and then Minnesota next week. And I think just practicing our – game most importantly and focusing on what we need to focus on and um these two series are very important especially that one team's I think the number two team in the country right now and the other team's number four possibly but especially with the limited games um they all need to be wins for playoff time um yeah yeah what's it like being the number one ranked team in the country and obviously there's a lot of pressure and a lot of um, expectations among yourself because of that ranking how have you tried to handle all that pressure and maintain that success throughout all the pressure that you face so far yeah um, I've never been in this position before so being the number one team in the country uh, we do have a lot of pressure you know going into each game especially this uh, past week and also playing at Mankato and stuff you know you're the number one team but anyone can beat you at any time you know it's college hockey so um, there's pressure, but at the same time, I think it helps with their confidence as well, uh, knowing that we're in that number one spot. Yeah, and what are some similarities and differences you have noticed about the WCHA versus the CHA conference that you were in previously? I would say the WCHA is way more physical, um, very talented. There's, it's crazy how many girls I play with at Wisconsin here and how much talent they have, you know. Um, 
Mercy years too, we had a lot of talents. I wouldn't say the league's as physical. Um, I feel like it's more skill-wise in, in the CHA division compared to the WCHA. But it's crazy the difference between each division for sure. Yeah, what do people, what do players in the CHA uh, say about the WCHA conference when you were in it a few years ago? Um, a few years ago, I would say that, yeah, like the physicality is very different. Um, the girls are, like I said, more skilled. Um, I don't recall playing a WCHA team last year, but a few my freshman and sophomore years for sure. Um, just the talent wise they have, you know, like they're always, they're always going to, bring it each and every game, you know, so you always have to be ready. Yeah, and how have you tried to transition to the new team amid all the challenges with the pandemic and also being a transfer as well, not being like a freshman, you know, coming in from juniors? Um, the transition actually has been um, super simple, I guess. I mean, it's kind of – it's a little bit different than um, normal circumstances, but the girls are very welcoming. I think coming in as like a grad transfer, you're a little bit more mature and – you know, have you gone through this the past four years? Um, so I think that kind of helps the situation as well. Um, you know, we can't really hang out as a team outside of the ring. So that's kind of the hard part about it. I also don't live with any teammates. So that's another thing. But I'm really enjoying it so far. The team is really nice. The The staff's really nice. The coaches, they're, they're all very welcoming. Yeah, and what's it like to play this year without any fans? And has that been an adjustment for yourself as a goaltender? Because I know you played at Le Bon with Mercyhurst. I think that was your first ever game, if I'm Yeah, recall. that was my first ever college game, actually, in my freshman year. Um, it is very different, I would say. But at the same time, I don't notice it because I'm so focused and dialed in during the game. Um, I wish fans would be able to come just because I am closer to home now, too. And my parents would be able to make it every series no in the past they've only came at least one time each semester so that's kind of a bummer but it has been a little bit different but at the same time um I haven't noticed it like I said I've been so dialed in and focused on that that you know it's just I don't really pay attention yeah and you've also had to adjust to many schedule changes throughout the season with your season being on pause during the month of December um how have you mentally stayed prepared for all those changes and postponements to your schedule um, just focusing on like what you need to focus on, obviously, like at practice, um, in the weight room, you know, staying focused in those opportunities and stuff. When I went home for Christmas break, I was able to ski with the NHL Bismarck Bobcats team. And I got to ski with a couple of guys there that, you know, are going to play college hockey here in the new future. So that really helped as well. And this training at home, um, the positive thing about going back to North Dakota during this time was, um, everything's open there. So <laughs> there's no lockdowns or anything, but so I had the opportunity to do that, which really helped. Yeah. And another thing that has been introduced to college hockey this year is three and three overtime. Uh, what is, I know you haven't played in one yet, but what's that going to be like being a goaltender with more players getting more offensive chances and more open ice? Honestly, I think that puts a lot more difficulty on the goaltenders. Um, you know, there can be a breakaway or two on O at any moment in time. It's going to be harder for the girls to, uh, to transition off the ice or um, get some new fresh legs on the ice, I think. But um, it'll be exciting once it kind of happens. You know, I'm hoping that maybe I'm not going to be in that situation. But like I said, yeah, it's going to create more opportunities for two-on-oh rushes, two-on-one rushes, or even, you know, breakaways for either team. I know you're probably not a fan of the two-on-one breakaway rushes, but as a fan, it's fun to watch just because, you know, just the it's more, I guess, fun to watch as a viewer with those offensive chances, especially with the great players in the WCHA, um, getting to see some of the skill level they have. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, any two-on-one coming down, uh, you kind of get nervous. I know my parents in the stands obviously get nervous too, but um, yeah, the big thing is to stay confident in those situations and, you know, read the plays. Yeah, and um, what type of leadership do you hope to bring to this year's team? Being on playing college hockey before, uh, winning obviously a CHA championship, are you more of a vocal or lead-by-example type of player? And how have you used your previous college hockey experience to help the freshmen out for this season? Um, I would say I'm kind of both. Um, I'll say what I need to say when it's needed or, um, you know, I'll lead by example off the ice when it's needed as well. Um, coming in, it's kind of hard as a transfer, obviously, and being a senior, um, you don't want to like overstep boundaries or, you know, not say enough. So I think um, helping the freshmen transition into their roles and just kind of trying to fit in with the other seniors as well and kind of getting to know them and seeing how I should help them as well. So um, from my experience and stuff, you know, this is my fifth year. So I kind of have an extra year under my belt compared to even the seniors on our team. So with my experience and stuff, I think I just need to bring all leadership aspects to the table. Yeah. And how has the freshman class looked like so far in your eyes? You obviously had some great recruits with Casey O'Brien, McKenna Webster and uh, Maddie Wheeler. How have they impacted your team so far this year? Um, They've impacted our team a lot. I think they've each scored a goal in each game now, which helps tremendously. Um, They transitioned in, I thought, very easily. Um, They're some of our better players here. And um, yeah, I I would say they they transitioned in like with the national team experience and all that too. I think that really helps. Yeah, and what's it been like to play under a coach, uh, Mark Johnston, and what have you learned under him so far since he's one of the most legendary coaches in college hockey? Um, It's been an amazing experience so far, for sure. Um, He's all business, you know. Um, I've learned a lot from him, the other coaches as well. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a different experience for sure, just from being at Mercyhurst and then now having him as a coach. Um, you know, it's he's the best coach in college hockey right now. It's awesome playing underneath him. Yeah, and what has been the biggest improvement you've made to your game so far compared to last season? Um, my biggest improvement, I would say, is just staying out and staying big. Um, Obviously, both leagues, I said, are different, too. So, you know, here in the WCHA, people are going to crash them at all times. It's going to be physical. Um, so I need to stay out, stay big, play play my position right. Now, I want to start off talking about before you went to college hockey, you're from North Dakota. Uh, what's it like growing up there, and how did you start playing hockey? Um, growing up in North Dakota, hockey's not the biggest sport, I would say, especially with females. Um, I grew up playing boys hockey until my freshman year of high school until I moved over there um, I started playing hockey when I was four I would say um, my brother actually started playing before me he's older he's uh 28 now but um, he didn't start till he was like 10 and a family friend actually just you know um, helped him start playing and then I kind of just got fed into it my parents actually never played hockey I don't even think my parents know how to skate so yeah, but growing up in North Dakota, it's definitely um, a different experience for hockey, I would say. coming from, um, I moved away after my sophomore year of high school and played in Minnesota for the Minnesota Revolution. Very big difference there as well within, like, high school hockey. So. Now, what made you want to be a goalie specifically? 
Um, I never really had like the desire of playing goalie, I guess, but I was always on the boys team, like I said, and, you know, I was the only girl. So I think it was just like, Hey, the girl, let's put her in it, you know, or I have an older brother, all his friends played and, you know, playing in the garage growing up, they're like, let's just put the pads on Kennedy and shoot pucks at her all the time, you know, and then they laugh about it. So that's kind of how I got put into being goalie. Yeah. And did you have a favorite player growing up that you model your game after today? Um, I don't really model my game after him, but I really um, like Mark andre Fleury. I think he has a lot of adversity, um, you know, coming from team to team. And, you know, especially after this past year, not getting a lot of playing time. I think he, it really showed his character as a goalie. And I think that's something that any person can admire, especially as a goalie in college hockey. Yeah, I admired uh, what he went through with Pittsburgh when they won the cup a few years ago, basically yeah. getting benched for Matt Murray and then going to Vegas and still having the success he did. Um, regarding even be, because of the whole situation with uh, Matt Murray. So that's definitely someone I look, I look up to as well. And one of my favorite goalies to watch. Yeah. just like, I admire him so much for um, the character he brings as well. You know, like this past year, obviously didn't go his way with um, bringing in another goalie, but I think that just, I think every college goalie can learn off that aspect too. You know, there's going to be freshman goalies coming in every year that are going to push you to want to be better. You know, you're not going to be, play every game in college hockey and you have to, you know, cheer on your teammates, the other goalies and all that too. So I think Marc-Andre Fleury really showed like his character in those situations this past year. Yeah, it's very rare. I only seen one goalie that's played like every single game in college hockey. And I don't know how you do it just because, you know, it's so much, I guess it's a lot to, it's a lot of hard work just to play in a game, but playing it consistently and doing it well, that must be tough. Yeah, it is really tough. I think obviously this year it's only been four games. Um, last year, I think I started in 29, played 29 out of 36. And that was a grind for sure. I haven't had that any other year. My freshman year, sophomore year, I think I played up to like 24, 25 games. But as a goaltender in college hockey, you really – you do need a break. You can't grind your one goalie every every weekend, you know. Um, try to get the other goalies in here and there. But, yeah, mentally it's tough and physically it's tough for sure. Yeah, especially this year with all the rescheduling, you're probably going to have to play more consistently or more games during the week than you normally would during a non-COVID year, I would assume. Yeah, um, we don't have the crazy schedule like some of the men's teams. I think our men's team was playing like three or four games per week before Christmas break. Um, right now, I think we have 12 games left before playoffs. But yeah, like you said, anything can change at any moment. So it's just like smart, like smart to be ready at all times. You never know when you're going to play, you know. Um, the nice part about it is it is a shorter season. So um, your body's not going to be as physically hurt or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. Now, I want to talk to you about before you went to college hockey, you played for the Bismarck Blizzard. Uh, talk about your experience there and how'd you, how did it prepare you for college hockey? Um, yeah, so I played for the Bismarck Blizzard my freshman, sophomore year. Um, actually played with former or teammate here at Wisconsin, Britta Curl, so that really helped to having a solid player like that on our team. Um, I think it all started before playing high school hockey, playing with the guys for sure really helped me prepare to play college hockey. I don't think playing guys hockey growing up, would, I would never be in like this particular area or, you know, position that I'm in right now. So I think that really helped me more than the high school hockey, but high school hockey in North Dakota, it's grown a lot back when I was growing up. I don't want to say I'm old, but I mean like six or seven, eight years ago or whatever. Um, it was still a smaller female sport in the um, state of North Dakota. 
Yeah, no, I feel like North Dakota hockey is very fun to watch. I watched some of the Sioux games on TV, and that arena is like probably the most loudest college hockey arena in the country, in my opinion. So I hopefully it continues to grow, and especially in an area like that. Yeah, me too, for sure. I've actually, so I was committed to North Dakota before Mercyhurst. I got a, I registered there my first year, so I've been there as well. Um, and the atmosphere there is amazing. And then um, it was kind of cool because my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I got to play in the state championship in that rink, which was amazing. The atmosphere with like all the fans, high school, you know, high school kids, they, they love the atmosphere there as well. So it was fun. Yeah, and I want to talk more about that. You originally committed to North Dakota before the program was shut down. Uh, what was your reaction when the program left, and why did you choose to go to Mercyhurst after the program uh, leaving? Um, yeah, so it was a very difficult, you know, growing up in North Dakota, it's everyone's dream to play college hockey at the University of North Dakota. You think of North Dakota, it's a college town, like, named after hockey, you know? So, like, um after we got cut that April, I like didn't even know what I was going to do. I honestly thought for like the first week, I was like, oh my gosh, my hockey career is over. Um, I reached out to a few teams asking if they needed a goalie. Um, I had my old revolution coach help me out as well. The difficult part about being in the goalie position is most teams already have three or four goalies or they have one coming in. So I didn't have like any teams most teams didn't need a goalie. Um, it was between Duluth and Mercier's. Duluth, uh, Maddie Rooney was at the Olympics that year. So they're like, hey, we need a one-year goalie. You could come in. And, you know, after that, we don't know. And then Mercier's, they're like, hey, we have three goalies already. You can come in. You could, and you could be the starter. We don't know. We've never seen you play. But, you know, here's the opportunity here. So I took it, actually, and um, went there for three years. I enjoyed it. It was a really good experience. Yeah, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey after playing your first few games with Mercyhurst? Um, I would say just, like, I think that redshirt year at North Dakota really prepared me for college hockey. Um, I honestly think every goalie should do that. It's just, it's really helpful, honestly. Um, going into my freshman year, the transition, I would say it was kind of difficult right away. I mean, we came and played Wisconsin. They were the number one team in the country. My first college game ever as a little freshman, um, you know, in the LeBron when it's packed. Um, it was difficult. Um, the biggest adjustment I said is just like, you know, you're playing against girls that are four years older than you and um, have harder shots. There's more physicality, like all that type of stuff. But, you know, being confident, I think those first few games under my belt, you know, just adjusting to the game and then practicing on those habits that I needed to do in practice and then, bringing them over to the game yeah and during your first season with uh, Mercyhurst you won a CHA championship and made the national tournament uh, what was it like to win your first league championship with Mercyhurst it was amazing I like that feeling of winning it was awesome and the coaches always say that too at the end there they're like you know work your butts off all year and it'll get rewarded at the end of the year and it's the most amazing feeling um the cool part about it was our assistant coach was on Mercier's before too and she always bragged about how the feeling of winning the CHA tournament was and it was a really fun experience especially having that and then going to the final eight game at Clarkson um, the atmosphere there was unreal playing in front of all those fans and it was a really close game actually which um, was awesome. Yeah I want to talk a little bit more about that what was it like playing in your first national tournament game against the number one team in the Clark in, in the country in Clarkson and what do you remember from that experience? Honestly I, I remember it all I remember each goal that got scored on me um, the atmosphere was crazy like I said before it was a packed rink um, 
I, I'll, I'll remember it the rest of my life. It was so fun. And it was such a bummer that how it ended. I know like we went in the locker room after the game and people are crying because we were so close of being the number one team in the country and making it to the frozen four. Yeah. In your second year with Mercyhurst, you lost to Syracuse in the CHA tournament. Uh, what did you learn from that loss to motivate you for your um, third year with Mercyhurst and this year with Wisconsin? Um, obviously, uh, you have to be ready for each game. Um, I kind of, I was hurt the first half of that season, actually. So I missed, I think I missed 15, 16 games. Um, so that kind of, you know, destroyed my confidence a little bit going in the second half that season. But like I said, you know, in the CHA, anyone's going to come and want to want to beat you. Um, I think we might've been the second team in the CHA that year or the second, yeah, the second team in the CHA that year. And, um, you know, every, like I said, every team's going to come in, want to beat you. Um, Syracuse was that team, you know, they started, they, they were like the sixth or seventh seed, I think, I believe. And they literally had to play three games to win it all. So I give them props to that. They were unreal that tournament. Yeah. And you were talking about some of the challenges you've had to face um, in order to be a starter in college hockey and to make it to the path that you're on now. Um, how have you tried to overcome some of those challenges with the program at North Dakota being shut down for you getting hurt your second year at Mercyhurst? How do you mentally deal with all those challenges and stay positive throughout those difficult times? Yeah, I think you learn from each challenge for sure. Um, I think if I never had the opportunity at North Dakota to move to Mercyhurst, you know, each, like I said, each program has developed me to the goalie I am today, to the um, woman I am today, you know. So I think, like I said, you know, you have to take each opportunity and learn from it. Um, obviously, from the North Dakota situation, went to Mercyhurst, got hurt my second year. During those few um, months that I was hurt, too, you kind of just have to reflect and realize that, you know, hockey's not your whole life either. You know, there's way more to hockey. But I, I think I needed that little three-month time of hurt to realize, you know, um, got to get back on the road and try to win a national championship. Now, this past year, your team won another CHA tournament in overtime, nonetheless. Uh, what was it like to win that game, and how did it compare to the last CHA championship that you won? Um. I don't know which one was better, honestly. I think this past year was awesome, though, because we went undefeated at home. Then we won our regular season, and then we came in um, on the CHA championship as well. So I think maybe this past one was more exciting than my first one, either, but both were very exciting. But I think it was just because we won three things right in a row. And then we um, we always, we beat the number two team in our league, too. So it's always fun to beat Robert Morris, I guess. But um, and then going into the final eight, you know, we got cut short there. But I would say this past year was probably um, the most memorable one in my freshman year, for sure. Now, your team was supposed to play in the national tournament again before COVID shut everything down. Uh, where did your team find out and what was your reaction to that news? Um, so we were actually practicing that whole week. And that's I think that week was when things started like shut down. Um, we found out the Thursday before or the Friday when we were supposed to leave actually and go to Cornell. Um, we practiced up to that day, but it was, it was hard. I think for me, not being a senior at the time, I don't think it was as hard as for the seniors. I feel so bad for them. You know, you, you dread that, you know, being your last game ever as a college athlete. So I was, I was obviously down, but I was like, Hey, there's another year to go, you know, win a national championship. Yeah, and I want to talk about how did your experience with Mercyhurst help prepare you for your time at Wisconsin? You had a lot of good players on your team, Alexa Vasco, Summer Ray Dobson, Sam Isabel. 
have you have those how does competing against those players and facing against those players every day in practice help prepare you for your time at Wisconsin that you're experiencing right now yeah I think all those girls um were pretty solid and had a lot of skill wise I know Emma Newton was there too she plays for the Finnish national team and then Vilma Tomskinen as well um all those girls are very skilled and talented I think um each player has helped me develop to the goal I am now and um, even make that transition over here easier as well. You know, they they have the same skill wise as some of these girls here. So, um, yeah, that really helped me. Now, why did you choose to come to Wisconsin, and what was the process like getting to Madison? Because I was very curious of how that works since you redshirted your freshman year and then you played three years with Mercyhurst. Um, yeah, so there's actually I don't know if there's an NCAA rule for sure, but um, the North Dakota one didn't count or something like that. So I graduated from Mercyhurst this summer. I had one more class to take since I was so far ahead. And then I was like, hey, you know what? I want to go to grad school. I had that one year of eligibility left. So um, I was in the transfer portal and um, Wisconsin had the opportunity of bringing in a goalie. And I obviously took it right away. I mean, I don't know how someone would say no to the number one team in the country. Yeah, and you're following up upon the footsteps of Kristen Campbell, who you played with with North Dakota. Um, how has she helped you transition into Madison? Because I know you guys are kind of close. Yeah, so um, it kind of helped a lot. So I, she, when I registered at North Dakota, she registered the year before. So we had a little bond there. She helped me through that process. And then this summer when she saw that I committed to Wisconsin, she just, you know, helped me through the process as well. Um, texted me a few times and said, asked if I needed help with anything. I'm actually living with her roommates that she lived with the past few years. So um, she really helped the transition as well. Now, what are your goals and expectations for the second half of the season? I know you have 12 games left, but you're playing at some of the top teams in the country. Um, just what do you expect and what do you hope happens in the next few games? For myself, obviously staying confident, being calm, you know, playing my type of game. Um, also for our team, you know, we got to stay at that number one team in the country we got to have that mentality at all times be confident in our play um, especially coming in these next few series against Ohio State and Minnesota um, you know every game counts from now on you know you can't take one back and you know you lose one that could end up uh, resulting in something you know a place that you don't want to be um, in the final face off per se so um, I think every game right now counts every second every minute every period counts so yeah, and we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast. And my first question to you is, what, are your, what is your favorite outdoor activity? Um, so this summer, I got really attached to kayaking and mountain biking. I absolutely love that. Um, I can't wait to be done um, well when I'm graduating and stuff with hockey and all that and have other experiences outdoors. I think, um, especially in North Dakota, there's a lot of that, a lot of outdoors activities. So I really enjoy kayaking and mountain biking. Yeah, I've been getting into kayaking very much so recently. I've got a rowing machine. I'm excited for that to show up. It's very good exercise because it works out like I think 75% of your body. So it's oh, really? Exercise. Yeah. And it just, yeah. I want to, I want to hopefully go out more, do some, because I'm, I live kind of near the coast. So I can do like stuff around like Cape Cod or something like that. So mm -hmm. I'm excited, uh, hopefully for the summer. And if things open back more, open more up, I can do uh, more kayaking in the future and like rowing and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so fun, especially, I mean, we only have a few bays here in North Dakota. We don't, we're not like land, like the land of lakes, but um, I'm hoping to get out to like Montana or something for sure. 
Um, I've never really been an outdoors person, but I think quarantine kind of like changed me a little bit to be more outdoorsy. So yeah, I'm really excited for the opportunities I'm going to get after playing college hockey because I feel like you kind of lack on a few other opportunities outside of it just because you're always focused on your sport. Yeah, Montana seems like a very nice place, but I don't know how many people actually live there. So that's going to be, you're going to be kind of in the middle of nowhere when you go. Yeah, <laughs> the Midwest is kind of middle of nowhere. Honestly, people are like, is North Dakota even an actual state? Like, I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I've always wanted to see the Grand Canyon or there's a national park somewhere in like Southern California that I want to go to. I think Yosemite, that's it. And okay. I want to go see there. And I know that's kind of not in the middle of nowhere, but that's like, I've seen photos and it seems pretty cool place to visit. Yeah. That's like my one major goal is after graduating, my grad program is to go travel a little bit, you know, before I settle down and get a job and buy a house or whatever I'm going to do next. So yeah, definitely. Hopefully you get the opportunity to do that. I, I hope things get back to normal sometime in the next few months. That's my hope. But now in the East coast, it's pretty bad. um, All the COVID numbers. So I know I'm hoping to just, you know, having fans at our games, especially like the Frozen Four or the Final Eight or the Final Face-Up as well. Like I'm really hoping there's fans just because the Frozen Four is at Merce here this year too. Yeah. So I'm really crossing my fingers that things will change. Yeah, that, I hope they change too. And hopefully we can go, I can go back to some college hockey games and do more in person to person interviews than through Zoom. Yeah, I feel like that'd be way easier for you. <laughs> oh, definitely. Now, who is your favorite actor or actress? Oh gosh. I wouldn't really say I have one. I kind of like, I don't, yeah, I don't have one. I'll watch anything or, you know, laugh at anything. So I wouldn't say I have one at all. Uh, I can't really think of one at the moment, probably like Zac Efron or like Jimmy Fallon. I don't know if he's an actor, but they're pretty funny. Yeah. Zac Efron for sure. I guess. Um, I mean, which girl doesn't want to watch him in a movie, (laughs) but yeah, I, I guess Zac Efron. He's yeah. I'd no, because he's funny. He was funny in Neighbors. I'm trying to think of another movie. He was, but he's also a good actor because I saw the thing he did with the Ted Bundy movie on Netflix. Yeah, see, I really, I really love that movie. And like, the only crack part about that is I think like Zach Efron's so amazing, but then putting him in that situation, that movie is like, you don't want to think of Zach Efron as a bad person like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that movie was amazing. But he obviously can sing as well in High School Musical. That song Bet yeah. On is a huge I, uh, jam, yeah. as the kids would say. So. Definitely I love musical movies. <laughs> That's why I feel like because I want an actor or an actress that can sing, dance, I guess, do do it all and be entertaining and funny. And I yeah. think he does it all. So that's probably why I would choose him. Yeah, no, I get that for sure. That's amazing. Now, what music do you like to listen to that pumps you up before a game? As a goalie, I know you have to try to stay focused. So is it more hip hop or I know some people like to listen to slow songs just because they don't want to get too hot and bothered before a game. Yeah, so I'm not a hip-hop fan whatsoever. Like, I will never listen to it. I don't know. I'll listen to it when it's the locker room, and, like, I'll deal with it. But I'm more of a country person um, or Christian music, too. Um, But country before games, for sure. Now, who's your go-to artist? I know Morgan Wallen's great. Thomas Fred's obviously fun to listen to. Is there anyone – or Luke Combs. I know a lot of people like him. Uh, Is there anyone in particular that you go to? Right now, Luke Combs, I would say his new album for sure – I would say I'm not a hip hop fan, but I am a huge fan of Lizzo. I love yeah. her. I adore her. She's amazing. So I'll listen to a few her songs, I guess. But for country, Luke Combs for sure. His new album's amazing. Yeah, definitely. I've been getting more into country as I've gotten older. I'm still really into hip hop, but I've definitely added country songs to my playlist on Spotify. So I think when um, 
I think Morgan Wallen's new album is going to be out in a few months. So I think that. Oh, one, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that for sure. His music's amazing. Now, who is the funniest on your team? Oh, gosh. This year, um, I would say Brett Pettit. She's hilarious. Like, you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. And every time something does, it's so funny. Yeah, we've had her on the podcast before. Yeah, I saw that actually. Yeah, every time she says something, it's like you can't take her seriously because it's just so funny and sarcastic. Now, who has the best style on the team besides yourself? Oh, gosh. Style on or off ice? Uh, How about do both? I know there's going to be a lot of contention with this one because a lot of people like to say they have the best style on every team. Oh, yeah. I would say I have the best. I'm just kidding. Um, The best style on ice. I would have to go with... I think McKenna Webster has some pretty good style on ice. Um, off ice. Honestly, our whole team has style. They each have their own unique style. Um, you know, especially, I feel like nowadays, like, what you wear and what you, like, I don't know, what you wear is, like, everyone has such their own style now. But actually, Shayla Edwards has, like, a really cool, like, vibey style. So. Nice. Yeah, no, I feel like, I don't know, there's some people that like put a lot of effort into what they wear. And then there's other people that just like wake up, throw something on. I always get jealous of those people because like they still sometimes look pretty decent with some of the stuff they just wake up and wear. It's like I could never do that. Yeah, no, I had a teammate at Merce here, Jordan Mortlock, actually, and she's like a fashion queen, like has like, I swear, 100 pairs of Air Forces, like just the perfect clothing, like attire, like amazing style. So shout out to her for sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now, that's pretty crazy. How do you balance the academic and hockey side of being a student athlete? Because it seems very tough. Like, I'm dealing with the academic stuff. And some of these professors, they just throw work at you because they love it. It's like, then you have to have the hockey. But then you also want to have, like, a social life as well because you just don't want to be focusing just on your sport and um, academics because that would just drain a person. Yeah, um, honestly, it's like time management for sure, you know, setting a few hours aside each day. Um, for me, anyways, I took four classes this past semester, and um, I would set like one side, um, one day aside for like a certain class, like Mondays was this class, Tuesdays was this class, you know, um, but just finding a few hours a day, managing your time, maybe having like a set schedule each day as well, you know, I have to do this, this, and this each day, and then, um, it's, it's very difficult for sure. Like I said, you know, I'm at the rink for four hours a day for lifts um, on ice. I mean, today we had video, we had off ice, we had practice. And then, you know, you have to see the trainer afterwards and then you have lunch at the rink as well. So you're there for quite a while time. But I would say the biggest thing for anyone is just time management for sure. That's one thing you learn. And I think that's even going to like focus on into like my real life world, you know, this fall, like upcoming year. Yeah, that's definitely a good skill to learn. And I think that's something I'm learning right now is time management because you have to, even when you're done with hockey, you have to time manage your life, obviously mm-hmm. your job and other things that go on. So it's definitely a good skill to learn. Yeah, I think being a student athlete really does help you prepare for the real world. Just like like we just said, time management, you know, um, you're going to have to, in a few years, you know, you're going to have to handle a job, you're going to have to handle you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, you're going to have to handle, you know, having kids, getting married, you know, all those financial things as well. So I think being a student athlete in college really helps you prepare for like the next few years in your, you know, the real world for sure. What should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion? Because I know you've been in women's college hockey for five years now. Uh, What do you think has to be done to grow the sport? I know some strides have been made, especially with the PWHPA and also the NWHL announcing that some of their games will be televised on NBC Sports Network. Uh, Do you think there's anything that should be done to uh, grow the sport in any sort of way in your opinion no I think like you said the NWHL playing on 
you know, broadcasting some of their games, but I think even broadcasting some of our female games too, you know, it's so easy to like go see the men's game. There aren't, you just go swipe through the channels on TV and some men's games are on, you never see women's games. So um, just showing it more on TV, you know, having even us college students, like go help out kids um, throughout the communities and stuff, really. I think it's grown a lot, especially back home in North Dakota, for sure. It's grown, female hockey has grown so much because when I was growing up, there was no female teams really that you could play on. So it's grown a lot now, but I think just um, we as females have to change it. Um, and the outside people have to accept that we're going to change it. So. Yeah, I think that's great what you're doing and all the other athletes, what they're doing in school. And I hope it continues to grow more often. I think it's convincing not just females, but males and other genders that um, this is a sport to watch and to take part in, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a growing sport for sure. Um, I think females playing hockey is amazing. I think we bring a lot to the table, you know, um, girls hockey has grown, like I said, so much and it's, it's fun to watch. I sometimes think watching girls hockey is more fun than watching guys hockey, but that's my opinion, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely different. I think like the, with guys hockey, it's more physical, which can definitely be entertaining. But with girls hockey, since there's not a lot of physicality, you have to rely on a lot of speed and skill, which could be fun for some people to watch in my opinion. That's why I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, no, I say speed and skill for sure. Like people I've talked to, or even like my um, brother and sister and my parents, they say it's so much more fun watching female hockey. Cause it, like you said, it's all skill and speed wise, you know, it's not like people like bickering or like fighting each other, you know, in front of the net or anything like that, or trying to go for the big hit. So it is a lot different um, in my opinion, for sure. Yeah, how do you try to convince people to watch uh, women's hockey? Because I was saw a post about, like, I think it was the first, like, female that played college football, and she's got some pretty bad comments towards her on her social media. How do you try to convince uh, some of those people to watch women's sports and try to change their mindset on it? I think the showing females' success within the sport is huge. I know for myself um, and back home, like having the um, like people in Bismarck watch our games, it kind of helps that both Britta and I grew up together in Bismarck. Bismarck's a very small town. So, you know, people are going to watch us there just because we grew up there. Um, now in bigger cities and stuff, I don't know how they're going to change that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that really helps um, that we grew up in a small town. So I think any small town people are going to watch now, what should I do better as an interviewer to make this podcast better? I think you did awesome. Oh, I wouldn't really say anything different. I like how you brought in hockey-based questions and then outside questions to it. It has more interaction, and you kind of learn about us as well. So I think well, you did really well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Is there any shout-outs like to give to any of your family members, uh, teammates at Mercyhurst, or teammates at Wisconsin? I would say just shout out to my teammates that I had at North Dakota and then at Mercyhurst and now at Wisconsin. Um, they've all helped me develop to who I am today as a player person and especially the coaches too. So, Well, I appreciate you coming on, Kennedy. It really means a lot. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your season. I know you're going to do great and stay safe. And I'll definitely try to promote you and the rest of your team as much as I can throughout the year. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Good Take care. Your podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Just wanted to say thank you so much to Kennedy for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I wish her nothing but the best moving forward with Wisconsin. I know she's going to do great things with that school. 
Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot to me. We have some more great episodes coming out in the future, so please follow along uh, to get updated on that. We have another interview that was released today. It's with Ohio State sophomore from the men's hockey team, Matt Cassidy. It was a great interview, and I highly recommend you check that out if you have the time. But thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. It means a lot to me. Take care, everyone. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. Peace. start to dry Even when the sun begins to shine again Taking all the advice there is and none of it has helped Experience has made me realize